0: Make some noise. No! No! <laughs> Yo. Yo. This. Who is this guy? Is Wes McElroy <laughs>
1: on Fox Sports 910 and Fox Sports Richmond.com. Call the show at 3450910 or email Wes at Fox Sports Richmond.com. Here he is.
2: He is the man.
1: Wes McElroy.
0: Coming up in 20 minutes, Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus will join us. If you don't know Pro Football Focus, the analytics, the information, teams, NFL teams will actually buy their information from PFF. Steve Palazzolo, their senior draft analyst, will be here to break down the upcoming 2017 NFL draft. Can't wait. Phone number three four five zero nine one zero. 910 Twitter handle at West Fox Sports 910 You know, just another rainy Tuesday morning. Sports Talk Radio talking diluted urine samples. That's what we do here. On Sports Talk Radio. Yes, lots going on in sports. Lots going on in the NBA as the Wizards and the Atlanta Hawks are now tied 2-2. But yet the topic of the sports world this morning, diluted pee-pee tests. And whether or not you believe them. Jabril Peppers, first Reuben Foster. Now Jabril Peppers, two guys who I still believe are going to go in the first round. But questions around them, and are they D or D? First of all, are they guilty or innocent? But are they D or D, dumb or dependent when it comes to marijuana? Even are they on marijuana? Our question this morning, our poll question, if the NFL got rid of marijuana testing, how much would you really care? Get rid of it? Really wouldn't bother me. Or keep it? It sets off red flags. i like to know. If a guy's got a problem, if a guy's got issues, if a guy's irresponsible, I want to know. How much would you really care if the NFL got rid of marijuana testing? Paul, current results at FoxSportsRichmond.com. So far, the leader in the clubhouse is get rid of it. 45% saying to get rid of it. It's a hot-button topic, and I know people will say just get rid of it now. Now, this comes into the business side of the NFL. It's a bargaining chip. Even Jerry Jones came out and said, we're making ourselves look bad here. Guys test positive. Guys do things. It becomes a storyline. You have states legalizing it. Understand this. The NFL is just not magically going to say poof and get rid of marijuana testing. Should they? To me, look, at this point, knowing what I know, is it really that big of an issue? It's not. It, guys do it. I'm open-minded to thinking of medical marijuana. I, I think it's a much better option than painkillers and, the, and the, just the demons and the evils and the side effects that they possess. But for what it is right now, for what it is for the NFL owners, it's a bargaining chip. That they will hold, and they will hold over players, and they will say, hey, look, it's a rule until you guys bring us something in the next collective bargaining agreement, and then, and then we can talk. You know, <clears throat> we'll give you this if you will give us that. Maybe an extra week. Maybe some type of stipulation. Maybe something that the owners have been looking for. Sure, we'll lift marijuana testing, or we'll raise the limits, but you have to give us something. So that is why it's magically not poof going away. But when it comes to certain players, the question in the NFL is, are you D or D? Are you dumb or dependent? And that's the question. Jabril Peppers, Ruben Foster. Same time, it was the question about a guy like Timmy Jernigan a couple years ago. Questions about Randy Gregory. Are you dumb? Did you just smoke and try to mask it and dilute your system? Or are you really dependent? Is there an issue? Is there a problem? Now, I saw Joe Thomas, the Browns lineman. He kind of went off on a Twitter rampage last night. And I have to tell you, I think Joe Thomas is a very interesting person on and off the field. Joe Thomas, all of a sudden, he's kind of like opened up in the past year where Joe Thomas is now becoming a voice of the NFL. But he, he said that no player ever should have a failed test for a diluted sample, especially at the combine where players frequently chug water to gain weight. Now, Jabril Pepper's excuse is that at least his agency's excuse is he was cramping he was flying from the west coast to indianapolis he was cramping he's got issues with cramping he's pounded eight to ten bottles of water and because he had to run out he had to go out and run with the the first unit the next day now do i buy that well in all honesty i'm a little skeptical i would like to hear from jabril peppers and this is what i want to i'm curious if jabril peppers gets out in front of this if he opens up, if he talks, if he goes on a media tour the next two days, because Reuben Foster is. Reuben Foster, linebacker out of Alabama, last week comes out that he's got a diluted sample. He is going on, I know he's going to be on ESPN today doing the car wash. I believe he's going to be on with Rich Eisen at noon today. But he's getting out in front of this. And he even got out in front of it over the weekend where he said, look, I didn't do this. I don't do this. And he even went to his far to say, hey, look, if I'm in the program, fine. Test me. You're never going to find anything. That's quite a way to double down. All right, if I'm in the program, because this is what happens. And this is where I'm kind of with Joe Thomas. If you have a diluted test, does it look shady? Are you skeptical? Yes. But are you automatically guilty? And why players agree to this, I don't know why. Because it is, it, you know, you, you can go about ways of masking marijuana in your urine. You can go about ways of masking marijuana in a test. But for certain situations like Reuben Foster, i got to tell you, I've had food poisoning one time. It wiped me out for three days. I mean, it is the weakest. Look, I'm a guy who's had Crohn's disease, a chronic disorder since I was 12. Food poisoning kicked me on my arse. Messed me up. Body out of whack. Reuben Foster had food poisoning. He's slamming Gatorade. He's taking IVs. Is it so potent that it's diluting your urine sample? Am I a doctor? No, but could I ask, in common sense, could I actually buy this? Yes. Jabril Peppers, I want to hear from you. Ruben Foster, I don't think is going to slide out of the teens. Jabril Peppers, I thought it was kind of between the teens and early second round. Does this drop him out of the first round? That's up to a team to decide. But I, I do have questions about the NFL's drug policy. But for what it is right now, it is what it is. And teams have got to decide whether or not this is a big deal or a little deal when it comes to Foster and it comes to Jabril Peppers. For me personally, the NFL got rid of marijuana testing. I really wouldn't have much factor. I know guys who smoke. I know guys who, look, you can play the system. I can sit here right now and tell you how to get around the NFL's testing policy. Just don't smoke for the month of March. They test in April. Stop smoking. Two months. Stop smoking. And then when they test you, and by the way, I still find the irony that they tested this year on 420. That is um, a little sense of humor just wrapped up into that little tale. But that's it. May, June, July, have at it. What's different now about Jabriel Peppers and Ruben Foster is they are in the program, and they can be tested at any time. Other guys not in the program, you will be tested in April. Guys are in the program, you can be tested at any time. And if you test positive again, that is when you start missing games. 3450910, poll question is up. FoxSportsRichmond.com. How much would you really care if the NFL got rid of marijuana testing? Get rid of it? Eh, really wouldn't bother me. Keep it, it sets off red flags. FoxSportsRichmond.com. Steve Palazzolo will join us coming up here. In just about 10 minutes, we're going to go through the first round of the NFL draft. Pro Football Focus has got different rankings than everybody else. They look at the analytical information. Who does he have as the best running back, the best quarterback? Who is the overall best talent in this draft, according to Pro Football Focus? Steve will tell you coming up in 10 minutes. Paul, can I get a little NFL music as we set the table for this topic? So I don't know if you know this, but for the first time in the NFL draft's history, Vegas is going to allow you to gamble on NFL prop bets. Straight cash, homie. I have been sent over these uh, from our friends at Bovada. These are actual, in Vegas, in certain sports sportsbooks, you, dra- you can wager on these Vegas bets over-unders, straight-ups, do parlays, However you want to play it, you can actually bet on some of the prop bets in the NFL Draft. Paul, you want to go through some of these? Well, let's do it. NFL Draft draft position. Mitchell Trubisky, the over-under is 10.5. Does he go before 10, at 10, or over 11? I'm going to say he goes before 10. I am as well. I think I said this in the first hour. The 49ers are playing this card at number two. And I think right now, Mitchell Trubisky, I think somebody's going to get itchy, somebody's going to get shaky, and I think somebody's going to move up into the top five for Mitchell Trubisky. Over-under draft position, Leonard Fournette over-under four. And now the speculation is, does he go at four to Jacksonville, or all of a sudden does it go? You get a quarterback? Does somebody jump up there to get Trubisky? It pushes the defensive players back. Somebody doesn't want to go high for a, for a running back. And Leonard Fournette falls out of the top four. What say you? I think Fournette.
2: I'm going to go over. I think he. I don't think he gets at four. I'm going to. I think somebody's going to try and jump. I think the Browns are going to try and move from that 12 spot up because they're worried someone's going to jump them for Trubisky.
0: I could see the same way. I could see somebody jumping in the top four, pushing a couple of these guys back in the defensive order. Where you at the Bears? Uh, maybe even somebody jumps up with Jacksonville. Tennessee's got two picks. They could move around. I, I could actually see that scenario. If everything stays the same, I'll say push, and he goes to Jacksonville at four. But I got Leonard Fournette. If I was betting, I I would say that scenario. I'll go with the over at five. Draft position, Christian McCaffrey, nine and a half. I am laying. This is where I'm laying my action.
2: Great cash, homie.
0: Under. I think Christian McCaffrey is gone before they get to pick nine. I think he goes in the top eight. I agree. I agree. I think too much has been made of Christian
2: McCaffrey now. He is flying up the draft boards. I don't think he's going to even
0: make it to ten. I'll go with you. I'm going to go under. How many running backs selected in the first round? Over or under two and a half? Mm. I'm going to go.
2: I'm going to go over on this one. I think Fournette, McCaffrey, and I think
0: I feel like Dalvin Cook is going to go somewhere. Maybe late in the first round. I don't think Dalvin Cook slides. I could see Dalvin Cook sliding into the twenties. So I'm definitely going to take the over. And I'm telling you right now. I am still not surprised if Joe Mixon goes in the first round. You think he'll go first round? If he goes late. Look, if Joe Mixon is a first-round talent, if somebody believes he's a first-round talent, and you're going to wait and draft him, try to draft him in the second or third round, you think Joe Mixon's the guy? You're going to take heat no matter if, if you draft him in the second or third round. You're going to take the heat. You want Joe Mixon if you're later. And I'm talking, like, back in the 20s. I'm talking Green Bay. Talking Now, maybe not New Orleans because they signed Adrian Peterson this morning, but... I'm not surprised if Mixon goes in the first round. I would I would go over as well. We'll post these up on my page, foxsportsrichmond.com. You can look at the official NFL draft prop bets as provided by Bovada. Coming up next, his breakdown of the first round of the NFL draft, Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. You will be getting a double dip of me on Thursday night, as I will be on in the morning. And then back, along with Michael Robinson, starting at 7 o'clock here on Fox Sports 910 for full coverage of the first round of the NFL Draft. You're going to hear from Roger Goodell every single pick. You will get Michael Robinson's breakdown and analysis. We've got you covered the entire first round Thursday night here on Fox Sports 910. Right now, getting you covered as we count down the days till the draft. He is the senior analyst of Pro Football Focus, Steve Palazzolo, joining us on the Hadid Mercer rug-cleaning hotline, which I read your bio. You're a former minor league pitcher?
1: That's right. The classic minor league pitcher turned football
0: analyst. Of course. <laughs> the classic route. Um, I'm curious. We Long time home of the AAA Braves, now home to the AA of the Giants, the Flying Squirrels. Did your minor league career ever bring you through Richmond, Virginia?
1: Uh, no, I never made it there. I was in Connecticut, actually, in AA with the Giants before they moved and became Flying Squirrels. So I did have some teammates. Uh, I think the year I got released, they I think Richmond maybe took over, and I had a bunch of teammates that went down there for the first year um, that the Giants moved in there.
0: How did life take you from the baseball diamond to a draft analyst?
1: I really don't have a good answer. I I was – toward the end of my baseball career, I was always a football junkie. I always loved it. Uh, I was a big fan of PFF at the time. I just kind of reached out to see if they needed help, and they did, and I was good at some of their uh, part-time work and – became a part-timer in 2011, became full-time in 2012, and we've been growing ever since.
0: And he is now the senior analyst of Pro Football Focus, Steve Palazzolo, with us on Fox Sports 910. And if you don't know Pro Football Focus, the analysis, the information, teams buy this information from Pro Football Focus. So, Steve, let me get this information straight from you. When it comes to the best overall player in this draft, is that, in fact, Miles Garrett?
1: Yeah, I think he is. You know, our our big thing at PFF is – on-field production. How well did you play? Snap to snap, we grade every single snap, and we've been doing it since 2014. And, and that's when Miles Garrett came into college, and he stepped in as a true freshman. Was an elite edge rusher back then. Has continued to grow against the run. Has continued to grow as a player. Um, and I think, you know, from an athleticism standpoint, you always want that to kind of match up with your on-field evaluations. He goes to the combine, and, and he does that. He backs all backs up his on-field play with elite athleticism. And I think that makes him a pretty clean prospect and in the top player in this draft.
0: Steve, I'm pretty much up front this week. You know, I know that there's smoke out there. I know certain things get leaked for a reason. So whatever's going on in Cleveland, and you can kind of look into this being a football person and an analytics person. There may be division in Cleveland, there may not. But when you see it, how you see it, when it comes to the pro football focus ranking, how far is the gap between Miles Garrett and Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback?
1: I think there's a, just talking football player, taking positional value out of it for a minute, I think there's a pretty significant gap. Of course, the quarterback thing is a huge issue. I also don't think that Cleveland is in this position to really have to force a quarterback. And I know that sounds weird for an organization that hasn't had one in years, years over years. But I still think they have so many picks. You know, they're, It's the second year of this new regime. I think they have a plan, which is build that roster and be smart, get the quarterback when he's there. So I think – I still think it's a better move. Hey, grab Miles Garrett and then kind of play the draft. If you truly do love Trubisky, you have enough ammo, figure out, do I need to get up to three? Do we need to get up to five? Do we need to get up to ten to secure him? If they don't love Trubisky, are they satisfied with a Trubisky or a Watson or a Mahomes? Do they have those guys of similar grades? Uh, you know, do they do they just load up their roster and, and come back and grab a, another developmental quarterback and, and wait till next year? I think those options are very much available that they don't have to uh, force the issue for Trubisky, who I think is a very good prospect, but not the number one overall prospect in the draft.
0: Who do you guys see as the best quarterback prospect in this draft?
1: So the way we have to do it, we have one big board that you know just all all encompasses every, all thirty two teams. I think each individual individual team would. We would have a slightly different angle based on their fit. I think Trubisky would be my top guy because he fits more teams, he fits more systems. Um, I could see Deshaun Watson have Watson having plenty of success for a team that works to his skill set a little bit better. And then Patrick Mahomes, I think I could easily see him being the top quarterback if if a lot of you know a few things come together. He's so talented and has such great playmaking ability. If he gets it harnessed at the next level, he could be the most special of this group. And Deshaun Kaiser is just so inconsistent. But he certainly has the talent to be the best quarterback in this group. So I've copped out by saying I like all these guys to a point, And I think in the right situation, any of them could be the top guy. But I won't cop out. I'll say Trubisky is the top guy because I just think he fits more, more teams.
0: He's Steve Palazzolo, Senior Analyst, Pro Football Focus, joining us on Fox Sports 910. I'm looking over your mock draft. You have the Redskins at 17, selecting Dalvin Cook. He is your number one running back. Why do you have him number one over Christian McCaffrey? and Leonard Fournette.
1: Yeah, with Cook, I, I think you have to defer to the tape, where speed was evident on tape. It, it Speed and athleticism didn't necessarily show up in shorts in Indianapolis, and that's a bit of a concern. But I think when you look at him on the field, he had angle-changing type of speed at Florida State. He can get to the edge, beat people to the edge. And then last year, what I what I really enjoyed was watching him behind uh, an offensive line that actually wasn't that great, and he maximized his offensive line's blocking Throughout the entire season, maximize the yardage, and I think he's a guy that uh, can can take take what's given, and then if what's given is a crease, he could take it to the house, and then he could do it in the pass game as well. You can line him up out wide and create mismatches. You can you can catch the ball in the backfield, create mismatches. So I think him and both Christian McCaffrey too both do a little bit more in the pass game than say like a Leonard Fournette. And I think that's kind of what separates Cook and McCaffrey, I think, from, from Fournette, who's probably more of a limited player at the next level.
0: Redskins could go a lot of different places at 17. Between Hassan Reddick and Ruben Foster, give me your favorite inside linebacker. And besides Miles Garrett, give me your favorite pass rusher.
1: So, yeah, definitely linebacker, I like Foster. I could see the Hassan Reddick love absolutely. But Foster as a pure inside linebacker, I think is a three-down option. oh. oh. he can play the run, attack the line of scrimmage. He can play in coverage, really good athleticism to play, man, good movement skills. So I really like Foster's three-down ability. As far as, as far as edge rushers go, I love Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. You know, we talked about Garrett really backing up that production with a great combine. Barnett had the production, did not have the combine, did not have the workout, but his production was on par with Garrett. They both came in in 2014 and really dominated the SEC for three straight years. Barnett is strong against the run, continue to improve as a pass rusher. And I think he's a guy that teams are going to sleep on a little bit because he doesn't have that classic edge rusher look, but at the next level, he's going to be extremely productive just like he was at Tennessee. So I really like Derek Barnett. I think he's a top 10 type of player. So not sure if he's there at 17, but there's also a chance that the NFL just says, yeah, he's not athletic enough for us. We're going to ignore some of the tape and, uh, he'll drop and maybe potentially be there available at 17.
0: You can check out Steve Palazzolo's pro football-focused three-round draft. And let me tell you, Redskins fans, if it ends up being the way Steve sees it, if they end up getting Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Tomlinson from uh, Alabama, and Buddha Baker from Washington, there'll be a lot of happy people up the road. Hey, Steve, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the draft.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: You got it. Steve Palazzolo, all guests appearing on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline. All people would be happy and- like that little person in the background. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm just used to it. I'm just bracing myself for it because crying babies are going to be in my nature in the next couple of months. But Steve Palazzolo, look, really, if you want a unique look, they pro football focus takes a lot of heat because they do things from the analytical standpoint. And it's interesting to ask about the Cleveland Browns from a football slash analytic standpoint, because that seems to be the difference of opinion among the Cleveland Browns of whether or not to go Trubisky or to go Miles Garrett. And I'm with Steve. I think there's a very real possibility. I think there's a really real possibility that Cleveland goes one and then goes two. I could see them moving right back up into the second spot to get what they want. Now, if you want to put me on record, I'm not big on any of these quarterbacks. Mitchell Trubisky, nice in college. I'm just not overly impressed. If I had to pick one out of the mix, I would probably pick Deshaun Watson. But if I'm a GM, I'm looking here and I'm looking defense. And for the Redskins, look, when it comes to running backs, Dalvin Cook, some questions, possible some skeletons in the closet. As I stated earlier, everybody in this draft has got a lot of baggage. Well, not a lot. Everybody's got baggage. The question is, how much baggage can you live with? I'm not sold on any of these quarterbacks, but if you feel that you have a quarterback, if you feel you have the guy, if Cleveland feels it's Trubisky, I think there's a way that they could work themselves right back into it. But Miles Garrett, to me, one. Said earlier, I think three things are going to happen on Thursday night. Miles Garrett's going one. I think somebody's going to reach on Trubisky in the top five, whether it be the 49ers, the Browns, the Bears, or Jacksonville. And I think the 49ers, if they play their cards right at number two, they can play a lot of teams against each other and get some good picks, and they could even play Cleveland right back into the number two hole. And I think somebody's jumping up for Christian McCaffrey within the top eight. And the 49ers, I think the 49ers could be the team that could throw a wrench into everybody's plans in the top 10. You got a team that you have an eye on on Thursday night? You have a pick that you have an eye on? Let me know. 345 0910. Take your phone calls, and this, you know, I know it's months removed, but it's relevant going into this weekend. I just can't stop thinking this was a really bad decision. I'll tell you what it is next. Wes McElroy, Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app. Former Virginia Tech running back in the pride of Hanover High. Sam Rogers is going to join us at the 8 o'clock hour. He's going to actually be in studio. Sam will be in studio hanging out with us. Kill some time, you know, waiting for his name to be called. Most likely on Saturday of the draft. West McElroy, Fox Sports 910, five zero nine ten. Sam, one of the few Virginia Tech guys who are going to be drafted this week. Isaiah Ford being one of them. Uh, Paul, is Isaiah going to join us
2: this week? We're still waiting on confirmation from
0: Isaiah. Okay. I'd like to get a, I, Isaiah was always good to us when he played. Fun guy. Be, uh, fun to have on as uh, – could have his name called Friday. Maybe Saturday. Chuck Clark, who will join us tomorrow. Bucky Hodges. I saw yesterday where Mel Kuiper did a teleconference, and he said Isaiah Ford possibly in rounds four through six. Bucky Hodges could go rounds three through four. He also said that maybe Gerard Evans might be a late-round pick keyword being might then he he pretty much added what everybody else has said about gerard evans i and that is i can't believe he came out you had nfl network's daniel jeremiah a couple weeks ago he said that he went to the acc championship game to look at potential nfl talent said he didn't even ask about gerard evans never even thought about him as a guy who would come out and declare to the draft i think bucky brooks charles davis had the same reaction and the reaction was, why did this guy come out? I think Gerard Evans is going to be picked up by a team. He's going to be signed. I don't know if he's going to be drafted. Maybe the sixth or the seventh round. Somebody will say, hey, you know, he's got talent. We'll bring him in. But is, is he going to get a good look? How serious of a look is he going to get? I do think Gerard Evans made a major mistake by coming out early. I don't know Gerard Evans' personal situation. We've invited him on the show. Uh, I know media members have reached out to him, and when he's gone to do an interview, he's canceled that interview. Uh, We never got a call back through his agent. Look, it's nothing personal. I I hope he proves me wrong. I'm one of those people that hope for the best for everybody in life. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he doesn't fade out or get lost in the mix. I'm afraid he will. And I say this as a guy who truly enjoyed watching him. I say this as a guy who, I, look, I may be ridiculous. I thought that Trout Evans comes back this year to Virginia Tech. I thought he was in the Heisman conversation. Not, not, a, not a favorite, but I thought he was in the conversation. But he saw the reason to leave. And maybe he's a guy who can go somewhere. I mean, we talk about project quarterbacks all the time. Maybe he can catch on with a team, wear a baseball cap, wear, have a clipboard, collect a paycheck, be a project. Because there is talent there. I I hope it works for him. I hope it's humbling because I think there's part of the chip on Gerard Evans' shoulder that makes him so good, but I also think it's part of his downfall. Multiple schools, multiple places, one year here, one year there. I hope it all works out for him, but I I cannot help but wonder what might have been for him with one more year at Tech and what might have been for Tech with one more year of him. If you missed Justin Fuente, yesterday's show, talking about the quarterback candidates for this year, Coach was fun. Gave me a little fatherly advice, too, about having three daughters. I'm having one. Good interview. Always a good conversation. Justin Fuente. The interview is available on podcast, foxsportsrichmond.com. Let me get to Steve in Richmond. Steve, you're on Fox Sports 910. Hey, Wes. Hey, man, my, my question is, Do you think your Redskins would be better off with Dalvin Cook or or, or Leonard Fournette if we get blessed with that?
1: And I think it would be Fournette. I don't think we'll ever get a chance to get to Fournette.
0: But I think uh, if we could get Cook, that's the guy that we need to take. Who do you think fits best? Who would fit best, uh, in my opinion? I mean, look, Leonard Fournette, if you could get him, that would be great. But Leonard Fournette's not dropping out of the top five, in my opinion. Dalvin Cook is a real possibility. Now, for me, is Dalvin Cook high on my board if I'm the Redskins? See, in the question yesterday, got presented to Scott Campbell. He talked about talent over need. And you hear that a lot around this draft. You hear that around the draft period. Do you go talent or do you go need? We start the process building the board, ranking our players, grading our players. It doesn't have anything to do with our team needs, and I'm not really going to get into specifically what our needs are. Um, but in terms of evaluation, that doesn't have any effect on how we evaluate players. So we're going to have the list. We're going to have them ranking, rank you know, top to worst, and um, approach it approach it from there. If Dal- Dalvin Cook is there at 17, he is a talent. Is he a need? You can argue that could the Redskins benefit by having another running back is Rob Kelly the answer? We don't know that yet. You have Chris Thompson coming back. So, the answer to your question, sir. My my response has been if Christian McCaffrey is there, you absolutely take him. After Christian McCaffrey to me, it's about defense. I would much rather see if they have a chance at Ruben Foster, I would much rather go there. Hassan Reddick out of Temple, much rather go there. I would be the offensive player that I would want them to take if he's there is Christian McCaffrey. I would understand them taking Dalvin Cook. I would understand them taking Dalvin Cook if in the second, the third, and their two picks in the fourth, they're hitting defense. And here's where we get lost. If they take Dalvin Cook, and they're, and it would depend on the situation. Now, truthfully, I think Foster and Reddick are going to be gone. But if Dalvin Cook's there, and it's the choice between a cornerback – or a safety, I can understand it. I'm not going to be the biggest fan of it. But here's where we get lost going into the draft. We kind of think the draft is one round, and that's it. For the Redskins, if you go out and you get a Dalvin Cook, like Steve Palazzo has them taken, but if you look at Steve's mock draft for the first three rounds, he's got them taking a defensive lineman. He's got them taking a, a cornerback. If the Redskins by Saturday morning, Okay, I'll tell you this. If by 1 o'clock on Saturday, when we get done the fourth round, when the Redskins, and let's say everything stays the same, they get a first, a second, a third, and two fourths. If they get Dalvin Cook, fine. But they better have a defensive lineman, they better have a cornerback, and they better have an outside linebacker by the time that we get to the fourth round. If the Redskins can pull that off, if there's a trifecta, a superfecta where there is a Dalvin Cook, Okay. I will probably dispute it. I will probably measure it up against other defensive players. But if you can pull off, if you can get me a defensive lineman, if you can get me an outside linebacker, if you can get me a cornerback, by the time you go into the fifth round, then I'm more understanding of why you use 17 as a running back. As far as offensive players go, they take a quarterback, the feathers are going to fly. I'm not big on taking a wide receiver at 17. I can understand a running back, and the understanding is Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. And I think people get lost on
2: the fact that
0: – other than the fact that the draft is more than one
2: round, this is a very deep draft for corners and, and D-backs. This is something where if you don't get a guy in the first round, you don't get a corner in the first round, there are still going to be guys on the board in the second round that are still going to be good. They may not be, obviously, the top-tier talents, but you could get a guy in the second round who's still going to be a very impactful player on your defensive backfield. So I think people – Forget about the fact that if you don't get a guy in the first round, you can still it's not the end of the world. You can still grab somebody. If you go out out
0: and get a Dalvin Cook at 17 and you end up with a Marlon Humphrey in the second round, which by the way, he's just climbing up draft boards. But that for an example, but if they go out, you know, to me, it's Christian McCaffrey or it's defense. But knowing that they have ten picks overall, that's where they can go out and they can address now you're not gonna you're not gonna waste it on defensive linemen. There's not really many if there's one or two Defensive lineman, you're talking Solomon Thomas, Jonathan Allen, and that's about it as far as defensive lineman with a first-round grade. Taco Charlton, first-round grade, but I don't think he's more of a 4-3 than a 3-4. So I can understand Dalvin Cook if we get here on Friday morning. I'm not going to do any hot takes or go ripping this organization. But what I want to see is by the time that they get done the fourth round, I'd like to see 75% of their picks by the fourth round be defensive heavy, especially if they're using 17 as a running back. West McElroy, Fox Sports 910. We're going to keep with some Capitals karma. Jay Beagle joined us before the start of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Jay is going to be back with us tomorrow. Talk with the Caps. We talk with Jay. You like that, Paul? I, don't, I like that. I'm a believer in karma and superstition. So Jay was kind enough to join us before the first round. We're going to keep a good thing going. Jay Beagle will be with us on the show tomorrow before the Caps take on the Penguins. Uh, we're going to move things around with Lane Castadani. Lane is going to join us a little bit later on this week. I want to get his thoughts on the Redskins. Lane will also probably be camped out somewhere at RIR as it is now officially race week. Uh, but I did want to share this story. I want to pass this along because this caught my attention and Paul, we like to play a little game on this show called, is it something or is it nothing? And this week with uh, it comes to the NFL draft, things pop up, things come out of nowhere. Skeletons come out of the closet as we're seeing with your peppers and Ruben Foster, last year we had the infamous videotape of uh, Laramie Tunsil with the bong and the gas, gas mask. This just popped over the wire in the past 15 minutes. Now, I am just going to read it to you as news, as a report. Don't shoot the messenger. But it is actually being put out by an accredited news organization, CBS 19 in Cleveland. We actually have a, a friend of the show who works there, Samantha Roberts, is their meteorologist, formerly at NBC12. But this just popped up here in the past uh, 15 minutes, and I'm going to read you verbatim from CBS 19. There have been numerous conversations at Cleveland 19 News about a report that you're about to read. There's a lot at stake. It involves a young woman who said she was sexually assaulted by a young man who is about to start his NFL career, and a team may be taking a huge risk of drafting this player who is under investigation in the past 72 hours in Cleveland. Police radio traffic coming from downtown Cleveland's Weston Hotel at 3 a.m. on Sunday, April the 9th. Okay, so this is a couple weeks ago. Weston, April the 9th, sheds light on a moment where officers arrived on the scene. No callback, 23-year-old female, conscious, breathing, victim of a sexual assault. According to CBS 19, Cleveland 19, the accused is a college football player who's expected to be taken in the first round of Thursday's NFL Draft. According to Cleveland 19, they are not naming the player because they are waiting for the police report to be issued. And they want to be very clear that he's not been officially charged with a crime at this point. Now, by phone, crazy enough, that um, the person, the player's attorney, Kevin Spellacy, so the attorney is actually talking, though we do not know who the player is. So the, the player has an attorney, and he is calling the allegations and accusations Ludicrous and ridiculous. And in my opinion, this young lady is an oppor- opportuni- opportunist and is actually despicable. That is coming from whoever this player is, attorney. Now, that is all the information that is put out by Cleveland 19. But something is brewing out of Cleveland. Could be a something, it could be a nothing. But according to Cleveland 19, this player who is the accused is a player expected to be taken in the first round of Thursday's NFL draft. That is all the information we have here. But something seems to be brewing out of the Cleveland organization, out of the Cleveland area. Maybe a player who is visiting the Cleveland Browns. Maybe a potential first-round talent. But I'm just I'm putting this on your radar that this could be a something, or this could be a nothing. We'll see, uh, Paul. If you wouldn't mind, we'll put up the Cleveland 19 report. It'll be available on FoxSportsRichmond.com. But once again. Cleveland 19 re- reporting that there was radio traffic coming from downtown Cleveland's Weston on Sunday, April the 9th, early in the morning, and the accused is a college football player who's expected to be taken in the first round of Thursday's NFL draft. That is um, that's some curious reporting right there to go with that story, to put it out there and not have a name attached. Now, that, that's why I'm saying that I'm just, I'm just reporting what is being floated out there, but this is starting to pick up on social media, Starting to pick up on the internet. We've got the Cleveland 19 news report. It is available at foxsportsrichmond.com. And we'll see exactly where that does or does not go. We'll get back into the Washington Wizards in the 8 o'clock hour. As last night, they had an opportunity to go up 3-1. to Instead, this series is locked at two games apiece. We got race week in front of us coming up. But next, um, he's always been one of our favorites as a college football player. He is getting ready to make the transition to the NFL. Hanover High, Virginia Tech, former running back and captain, Sam Rogers will join us in studio. What has this process been like? All the things that we hear, Sam was part of the NFL Combine. Sam has worked out for teams. Sam is sitting, waiting, hoping to hear his name called this weekend. What has it all been like? How stressful has it been? We will get the first person to count. From Sam Rogers when he joins us in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. Also tell you what's in store for tonight. You can hit up the show 345-0910 on Twitter at West Fox Sports 910 Sam Rogers in studio coming up next. Take an early break here. I'm going to go get Sam Paul. We get, I got to go downstairs and get him. So we'll take a time out. We'll come back six minutes in studio as we do- look ahead to the NFL draft with someone in the NFL draft. Fox Sports 910 and the iHeartRadio app.